talk it out. Sometimes you get to the point where the idea is there and you have the idea, but you can't internally brainstorm the idea anymore. You just need to talk it out and you need to have a collaboration session, brainstorming session. And I think about the time, whether it was, you know, elementary school or college, whatever it was, high school, where you had the opportunity to brainstorm with people and how much bigger and better the ideas get. And the the older that I get, the more that I love group collaboration because of what comes from it. This is Marketing Breakthrough. Whether you've been at it for years in your job, you own your own company, you're crushing the side hustle, or you're just getting started, outside perspective is crucial. I'm Jay. And I'm India. And it's time for a breakthrough experience in your marketing journey. Let's get to it. In the episode of The Office where Stanley comes back from the hospital and such a good episode <laughs> oh my god and they're trying to get they're putting together a card and a get well soon gift and they're all writing something and i think it's jim that writes something about oh no somebody else writes something about stanley's mustache and jim said yeah that's not that's not good and the response is oh i because your jokes are so great and he said, no, Stanley doesn't have a mustache. And then it goes around and you see this scene for like, 50, you know, it's within the office setting, like five minutes, but like 15 people that are running around trying to figure out. And Stanley's on his way. They're trying to put this card together and they're trying to figure out. And I mean, the conversation goes on and on. Oh, it's fantastic. Like the the moment where she's like. Um, I think it's Pam actually who says that, oh yeah, he has a, he has a mustache and everybody's like, no, yes, no, yes. Yeah. No, he does. <laughs> it was so funny. He does. I, I think that. And then Pam draws and then Pam draws two pictures, mm-hmm. one with Stanley with a mustache, one with how, and then Dwight says, neither of those pictures looks remotely like <laughs> anyone who has ever worked in this <laughs> office. That being said, the one on the right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he says that being said. And, <laughs> <laughs> and and then like they go to Phyllis and they're like, Phyllis, you've sat across from this man for years. How do you not know if he does or doesn't have a mustache? And and I bring that up because it's just a moment of talk it out. They're they're trying to figure out and solve this problem. And they're trying to identify the key piece of this equation. Like I especially love the panic, knowing that Stanley's coming. Yeah. They had to know right then. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's great because it applies to marketing. It applies to different areas of life. But the point where you've gone back and forth in your head and then now you need some people to banter and go back and forth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sitting in, in a room, one of my favorite places for meetings is around a conference table. And a conference table where everyone is engaged the the whole like teams working remotely thing is not my favorite like i love mm-hmm. being around people and so having a virtual brainstorming session is i feel like it's so hard because somebody starts to speak and then somebody else starts to speak and the way that google meet and and zoom is designed is to like 
mute the people that aren't prominently speaking. And so anyway, you just have, you don't have the same like, Hey, well, I have this idea and then just jump in and you know, somebody gets muted and then somebody gets pushed out and then you're like, Oh, okay. Well, I'll be quiet. (laughs) Who wants to go? And like, and that's kind of sad to me, but my favorite thing to do is sit around a conference table and brainstorm. Mm -hmm. Well, I definitely, I, that was always my favorite part, you know, pre COVID is being able to have the conference room and have the whiteboard. And just like, I, that was always my job is I was the one taking notes at the whiteboard and kind of just fueling ideas and seeing how, you know, what questions I could ask to help people come up with, you know, fresh perspectives. And I, I believe that there's a few factors that really make collaboration sessions all the more amazing. And the, my favorite one is definitely the humor is recognizing that, you know, you enjoy the people that you work with. You can have fun in these sessions and, you know, be silly. And there's always so much joy that comes out of it, but then also it's productive work and you can come away feeling like you, um, didn't get a lot done, but at least you have clarity. And I, I think that with collaboration sessions is it's always important to, you know, you have a goal and, you know, thinking about the practice practical side, but, all in all, talking it out, it becomes such a useful tool that I think that we just tend to push aside. Yeah. I think uh, I think after collaboration, after you talk it out, you have to have action steps, which is where which is where I come up short every yeah, single time. Yeah, I was going to say that's my job. <laughs> um, and that's that's where you help out and uh, that's why we work so well together because we'll we'll get towards the end of a meeting and you're like, "Okay, so what are we actually doing?" And I've started <laughs> asking that question more. I just have a hard time identifying what are those action steps? What actually needs to be done? Um when it's my like when it's my own thing or sometimes but I just get so wrapped up in the in like the fun of the and the energy of the room and and the ideas and that collaboration and when you get that you just say you're at a conference table and you're sitting in front of a whiteboard and you're coming up with ideas and the ideas are all over the place and and I think you know sometimes people are afraid to and I think we need to make it more we need to make it a safer environment to have bad ideas is what we'll call mm-hmm. them. Um, but ideas come out and somebody's like, that's a terrible idea. That's really dumb. But one of the things that I learned a long, a long time ago was write those down. We're not going to, to weed out any ideas yet. We're going to take even the bad ideas and we're going to write them down. We can weed them out later or maybe that's a... I've talked about this before, but it's a stepping stone to the next good idea. And so many times there's conversations with people where they're like, yeah, that's just a bad idea. Let's skip over it. And there's value in, I think, writing it down. And one, because it adds one more idea to the list of ideas, but also because also because you can you can go back and say, yeah, that that wasn't great, but it it gave us some some energy and momentum to build off of. Well, I believe it's practice behavior. I think that yeah. the, so you think about how many times as an idea person, especially you, how many times you have second guessed yourself or said that's not a good enough idea. I'm not even going to write it down. And the more that you do that, the more that you're pretty much like internally suppressing the idea process. And yep. so over and over and over you say, Oh no, or Oh no. And you just ignore these ideas that pop in your head. And then eventually you're just going to stop having the ideas. Like and the TikTok song. 
Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! 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 no. Sorry, yeah. that's why I went. Anyway, <laughs> but recognizing that if you start having like taking the time to to practice writing down all of your ideas, there's going to be something that is gold at some point, and not yeah. all of them are bad. And so practicing that behavior is so important. I feel like I have a lot of ideas on a regular uh-huh. basis, and <laughs> and I think we've mentioned this before. To to in a very small capacity, but like my ideas of like coming up with new new business ideas and new ventures and things, and and a lot of them would not have gone very far, um, or would not have been that lucrative or um, that beneficial to anyone. But <laughs> but they were ideas, and and so I started. It was probably seven years ago when I started uh, keeping a notebook and a pen next to the bed because there are so many times that I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would have this idea. And I don't know if you're listening to this. I'm curious what your thoughts are. How many times have you woken up and you've had this idea and you're like, I'll remember that in the morning. And then you never remember it. And so I decided, (laughs) yeah. And so I just decided, no, I'm just going to start taking, you know, 10 seconds out of my delirium and, try to write something down. And and half the time, I'll be completely honest, I couldn't read my writing in the morning. Like I thought that I had <laughs> written down so legibly and I was like, I have no idea what this means, but it's the start to something else. It's the start or the, you know, maybe a stepping stone to get to the next idea. And, and when we, when we talk things out is we're, we're identifying a problem and then we're giving it little to no room to breathe in the sense that we're going to we're going to suppress the problem but we're going to find a solution mm-hmm. and we're going to catapult from here and we're going to figure it out together and i mean people work together that's how, i mean teams teams thrive mm-hmm. there are environments where you know where you have individuals that that thrive and and that's amazing too but a lot of times it's because you have a village around you well, who you, who you talk to, who you talk it out with is so important. And like the making sure that the people that you choose to talk it out with are, you not just like ran, ask some random people, like they're selected people for a reason. And whether, you know, it's the perspectives that they bring to the table or their past experiences or whatever, those little things really do make an impact. I mean, I can talk it out an idea with somebody that, that I trust that I know that's going to pretty much agree with me all the time. And I know what the result's going to be. They're going to agree with me, you know, but you also have to talk it out with somebody who is known for disagreeing with you. Um, because then you know you're getting that perspective of like, well, maybe you're not, maybe I'm not 100% right all the time. I need somebody who's going to be willing and comfortable to say that's a bad idea or I don't like that or whatever. You know, being that that naysayer, um, pulling from pulling from our story and how you know we got started, especially with me learning how to talk to you when you had ideas. Um, because that ideas, I, I mean, I've definitely gotten better too. Like you've gotten better with practical steps. I've gotten better with ideas, figuring out like not just how we talk about it, but then having them myself. And 
there was a long time where I just, you would say that I was pushing, I was going to the negative. And for me in my head, I was going to the practical, like, well, you know, I am that practical steps person. How, what is the reality of seeing this come to fruition? And you know, what is the success and whatnot? And <laughs> I live in a fantasy world. Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh. That quote from Michael Scott is so you, um, but that's good though, because I don't. And so trying to find a way to, mesh those things together it took us years of practice but i believe that we finally got to a point where we recognized that um you know your ideas needed practical steps in order to make that magic happen and so surrounding yourself with people and i mean i'm not the only one that you had to talk those ideas out with like i was i was your wife but i was also your business partner so we had to make sure that whatever ideas we were coming up with um, was something that we both were extremely passionate about and we couldn't wait to get started. But then you also had to ask, um, you know, who was our, who would our ideal customer be in that situation, you know, or ask, then we had to talk it out with somebody who had done it before. Like we're constantly seeking that, that wise counsel in any area of our lives. And so there were just so many different people that we had to ask. And my practical side, even in this conversation, I definitely want to add a disclaimer here because I think that there is, this happens so much, especially with uh, clients that we worked with in the past. And when you think you have to have outside perspective on things, especially as a leader, but you're like unsure, I don't want to just say like insecure, but maybe you're just not as confident about your decision making and you ask the whole team to make a decision or you open it up so wide and so broad that anyone can speak to this idea or this process, that's where my brain goes to instantly too many cooks in the kitchen. And I talk about that a lot, especially in our day to day is, well, the last week's reference, you said like bringing a developer into the wrong meeting. Exactly. Where they didn't need to be. Yes. And so to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, um, and, the people that you talk it out with that they have been selected for a reason and they're not just anybody. And you give them permission to question you. Mm-hmm. And obviously like, but you know, with intentionality. People, yeah. People that you trust, like not like, well, what are your motivations behind this? Like what are, <laughs> you know, not actually questioning you, but actually, but questioning like, okay, why are you making this? Why do you want to do that? What is the end result of this and this? And people that are going to be more, uh, critically questioning Mm -hmm. what you're doing yeah like constructive criticism so a few different times in the last week i've had a conversation with a friend of ours that is developing an app and developing a whole process and incredibly well by the way i just want to say that yeah he's doing such a great job (laughs) it is it is unbelievable like every time i walk through it with him and i start i and i've i recommended him to somebody to work with and so we've worked with him on a few different pieces of the project but um but it's still under under lock and key like very few people i just feel honored to know him at this like stage in the whole process because i feel like someday he's going to be crazy famous before i'll be like i knew him yeah (laughs) yeah um but but like having conversations and it's it's a really cool idea and the the process that he's taking in order to get there is, is absolutely incredible and so anyway in this we've had a few conversations and india you mentioned asking the right people and and 
collaborating with the right people. And so we've been having conversations and, and I'll come back and I'll say, well, with my marketing knowledge, this is what I would ask you. Or <clears throat> based on what you just said, you have to figure out A, B, and C. And and we left the conversation and I and he's like, Hey, thanks for calling. Thanks for having a conversation. This was actually just last night. And and I said, Yeah, hopefully it's helpful and hopefully it's actually useful for you and you're not just leaving you're like dang it jay i'm never answering your calls again <laughs> and and he said it's probably a little bit of both like um, <laughs> oh um but he goes it's good it's good to think about but <clears throat> but i didn't give him an answer i started asking him all sorts of questions and then when it came up i i presented a few of my a, a few of my opinions and a few of my thoughts on the matter but we didn't solve anything so over the last couple of weeks we've talked probably close to three hours and we didn't solve anything. We effectively made the solution to the problem bigger. I love and, and hate less identified those conversations yeah. all at the same time. And and it's a and it's a long term. But but mm-hmm. as he, as he's working on this this project that is getting ready, nearing its beta beta version and getting into beta testing, getting into um, something that, that starts to get much bigger mm-hmm. and, and starts to flood areas and, um, and, and become more useful and more prominent and all this stuff. Like, you have to think about long term. So the, the question that we had was, talking more immediately about like some of the the marketing pieces and marketing materials and talking about okay well you know a b and c costs and do we move those over to the customer or do does the company eat those up front and then the customer pays later and one of the things we were talking about is like it's it's a lot easier to have the to have the systems in place and not have to change things later Mm -hmm. like let's build it as what we want it and let's let's set a system and you have this opportunity to set systems in place essentially setting up an employee handbook and you're setting up these systems in place in order for this is what we want in the future now we have to figure out how to get to this now with you know different investment levels and things but we're really trying to figure out how to get the end result without having to go up multiple you know, pay scales or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think, so I think just the, the collaboration is beneficial and, and long-term can be highly lucrative. Oh, well, absolutely. My mind goes to this time where we had been working on our remodel for our house and we were preparing for it. So we hadn't even started this yet. And we had to in process with the loan and figuring everything out with the bank and, and whatnot. I, I found out, which I didn't even expect this, but I found out that we had to shop for every individual item that was going into our house, all the way down to like light switches and yeah, um, like it's a rehab loan, and yes. you have to create a essentially a shopping list, but like every item that you're planning to purchase. And I don't know if this is like standard or if it was just through the bank that we went yeah, through. Maybe I don't know. I've but never like, heard of people having to do this. But a lot of people have never done a rehab loan. Oh, okay. That's um, is kind of what I've found. But <laughs> we like, definitely went the hard route. <laughs> but it was, um, I mean, long term it paid off, but like we, 
before we even got approval that mm-hmm. it was going to work. We had to go through and basically identify where every dollar was going to be spent. I felt like our loan process took an extra six weeks. I feel like, and maybe that's too much, but it was at least four weeks because we had to spend that much time shopping and deciding on every individual piece that was going to the house. And for me, I really struggle to visualize what things will look like. I mean, you can create something in your brain and then you build it and you're like, yep, that's what it's supposed to look like. And for me, I'm like, whoa, I didn't even imagine it was going to look like this. And I mean, moving furniture and couches, you can just redo that in your brain. Like I actually have to move them in order to see what it's going to look like. And so this process, like the rehab loan and what we did, I remember thinking, this is such a waste of time. Oh my gosh. I don't even know if I'm going to want this later. Like, and I was so mad, but then later after we did all of it, I was like, oh, I guess that was really helpful because we were able to be really efficient and the contractor was just buying up everything that we had on our list and we didn't slow him down at all. Yeah. I guess I wasn't right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But being able to, to plan for that and to be able to, to strategize. And I mean, and you brought up a, an important differentiator between the two of us is that I'm, I'm able to visualize things really easily you have a harder time with that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, an example of that is we, India and I did this, this remodel on a commercial space bathroom. Um, I had oh, a yeah. friend that asked us to do a whole remodel on it and pull uh, or and to replace the linoleum and to replace the toilets and all this stuff. And we started, we got into this project and it was, it was a little bit bigger than I had anticipated and it took a little bit more time. And I think I was there um, a couple of nights until 4am or something. But we we were going through and we we finished it and got everything done and and India said wow it looks so amazing it looks great and I was like yep looks like it's supposed to let's go home <laughs> and it was and like we got we got finished with it but it turned out exactly how I had envisioned it everything that I put together from like I mean down to the the paint swatches that I picked out for for the walls and the the cabinet color and the way that the linoleum was supposed to look and the way that the cabinets all looked out like there was there were were no surprises to me Mm -hmm. so when you're talking it out when you're having these collaboration sessions with your your team when with your trusted um confidants like (laughs) you're, you're bringing them in and you know what I found is as that visual person, sometimes people are unsure. They're very, they're, they're questioning in a very large way. Like we don't understand what you're seeing, but you're seeing things crystal clear Mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, that's a great idea. Except it, you know, once we get out a hundred feet, it's actually going to put us like two degrees off. So it's going to end up, you know, pushing us two feet different than where we really want to be or whatever. And, and you can see the vision and you can see the end goal, but your, but your team is really confused as to how you got to where you are Mm -hmm. and why you're saying this isn't a good idea. This is the direction that we're going. And they're, you know, they're maybe pushing back in a very healthy way and saying, well, why don't we do this? And you're like, nope, because that won't get us where we want to go. And it's and it comes back to the fact that not everybody envisions things the same way. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important to have, you want in that room a visionary. You want a practical steps person. 
you want uh, the the creative person that has those random, just outside of the box ideas that just they usually throw a wrench in your plan, but in a good way. Yeah. You want somebody that's willing to say no. Yeah. As we wrap things up, the goal is to, of these collaboration sessions and as we talk it out with our team, the goal is to as quickly as possible get to a point of either, yes, this has the green light or no, this has the red light. Mm -hmm. Like we, we want to identify as quickly as possible without a bunch of like, rolling hills like we either want a big downhill or we want a big uphill like, well, it's like a breakthrough is yeah. recognizing that you want to get to that point where you're like yes or no this is i've got this confidence this is exactly the team is behind it we feel unified in this vision now or it's nope that's absolute garbage let's move on well and and even so i was talking to somebody about uh, an idea another idea that i had and of course uh, you were. he's a <laughs> he's an amazon seller and uh, and anyway, I met him d in, down in Seattle and anyway, we're, we're having a conversation and he was talking to me about this idea and I'm like throwing out some of the pieces of this idea and how it would work and everything. And he goes, well, like here's some of the people that you should probably meet with about that. And the, the long term or the, the goal is that you want to start meeting with these people and try to find out how bad of an idea this is as quickly as possible. And mm -hmm. I wasn't questioning him, but I was I was curious by his comment. And he said, you don't want to try to figure out how good of an idea it is, because if you do that, then your reticular activating system will your the RAS like it will start identifying everything and trying to make it a good idea. And he goes, instead, you want to make it try to figure out if it's a terrible idea as quickly as possible. So no money is spent on it. No money is used on it. Nothing. No energy is lost. And then if it's a really good idea, people will start pushing back and saying, no, this is actually great. Like, we should actually move forward with this. And so instead of trying to find all the ways that this works and all the ways that this helps people and all the ways that this serves people, and instead we're trying to figure out why is this a waste of time, a waste yeah. of money. And I thought that that was really, really useful advice mm -hmm. because I have thought that, oh, this is a great idea. And I have personally thought, well, yeah, we just have to make it work. And you get so much negative pushback, but you're so mentally invested into it. So, yeah. So as, as we, yeah, as we do wrap this up, try to figure that out as quickly as possible. How can you identify, is it good or is it bad? Do we want to actually move forward with this, whether it's a marketing campaign or a video idea or, um, you know, in the marketing campaign idea, like a social media push or um, running ads or whatever? Is this a good idea or is this a bad idea? And what do we actually what do we need to get from this? And how quickly can we can we scrap the idea or make the idea come to life? Marketing Breakthrough is a resource designed to provide tools to implement your next breakthrough idea. To access other resources or to book a coaching one-on-one -on -one with India or myself, go to marketingbreakthrough.co.